Hello and welcome everyone to a brand new episode of the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host, Joel, and joining me this week, as always, is Matt. How you going, Joel? I'm doing all right. It's a lazy, lazy Sunday for me. It uh, wasn't so poisonously hot today outside. I actually barbecued some ribs outside today, and I'm actually sitting with the windows open for once. Cool. I'm missing out on Thor Ragnarok filming to do this. Oh yeah, that's right. You posted a fun little picture there. It was Hemsworth and uh, Hemsworth and the other dude. They were just chilling in Australia, just hanging out. Yeah, they're shooting up in my city. The the city's doubling for um, uh, New York. Ah, oh, g- g- God forbid Australia ever be Australia in a movie. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Is it's that a, too much. It, uh, Australia's only Australia in movies when it's getting destroyed by aliens and it's or, always or massive sin- robots. And it's always the Sydney Opera House getting fucked yep. over. Yep. What well, what do movie makers have against that opera house? What did that <laughs> opera house do to anybody? It's shaped funny. It's trying to be modern art, but it's not. <laughs> F- <laughs> fuck you, modern art. <laughs> says, <laughs> says Hollywood. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go somewhere darker there, where it's like, ah, you know, a bunch of special effects guys. They were molested in the Sydney <laughs> Opera House. That's why they hate it. <laughs> That's why they want to blow it up every chance they can get. <laughs> Damn you to hell, Opera House! But yeah, that's uh, that's what my week looked like. Uh, we do have some uh, we do have some news out there, everyone, for us to cover. But I also thought we would do something fun because there's not a hell of a lot of news. I thought it would be fun. I uh, five hours ago took to Twitter and I asked the fans, I asked the comic multiverse nation out there, the comic multiverse universe, if you will to uh, throw some questions our way, and I figure if people like this, maybe we'll turn this into a regular uh, regular segment on the show. I know people like when we read their comments, so I figure wouldn't that be fun, Matt? Yeah, it sounds fun. I guess uh, the first piece of news, and the big piece of news that everyone's been going on about, and one I'm sure everyone wants to hear us talk about, Zendaya has been cast as Mary Jane Watson in Spider-Man Homecoming. And if you're anything like me, I'm sure you ask the same question, who is Zendaya? And is she like Cher that she only has one name? <laughs> Apparently she's on some Disney XD shows that I do not watch because I am uh, 20 and older. <laughs> <laughs> and to which, of course, you know, I'm like, oh, that's that's not bad news. I remember I was in another show when I heard this uh, casting come down the pipeline. I'm like, oh, well, that's OK. You know, I don't know who Zendaya is, but I didn't know who Tom Holland was either before mm-hmm. he got cast. And look how he ended up. And apparently, you know, because she is because she is a black woman, the Internet took this news, you know, the way that the Internet is known for taking any news when it comes to racial diversity. And that is they took it really well and were really sensitive. Yeah. and supportive. I, I'm it. really happy with how the Internet reacted to this. It's very know, mature. Right? <laughs> very maturely. You know, it's like it's like you can time your watch to these sorts of things <laughs> where it's like Oop, acceptance coming in three, two, one. <laughs> No, of course they didn't. The internet threw a total hissy fit as they always did. It sounded a little something like, yeah, black, no red hair. It sounded a little <laughs> like that. That's, yeah, that's yeah. My... They, this isn't Earth 2 where the internet is good. This is Earth mm. 2 where the internet is bad. <laughs> it, it blows my mind because I'm like, how many times are we going to have to do this dance? We did it over the ancient one. We did it over freaking Heimdall all the way back. Yeah. It's it's all always happens. I have no idea why. It always happens, and it's always weirdly selective. Notice no one pitched a fit about Deadshot being played by Will yeah, Smith. Cause, yeah. Well, you can recast villains that no one knows with black people. That's fine. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. <laughs> Internet races have no problem with that. As as you'll remember when we talked about the Ray being gay last week, it, it's fine when you do it with characters no one knows about, but people know about Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. It, who gives a shit, man? As long as they I can know. act, you know, it doesn't really fucking matter. Skin color doesn't ca- uh, matter. Uh, hair color doesn't matter. If the fact that they get characterization and character relationships right, that's what's ultimately going to matter. And again, to bring it back to the Idris Elba thing, people threw a hissy fit, and then when that movie was done, what did everyone say was one of their favorite things about the movie? Yeah, fucking Heimdall. Heimdall in in, dar- in the Dark World is amazing when he like takes down that fucking ship and everything. So it's awesome. an amazing bit. It's a it's an amazing bit. I'm sure she'll be good too in this. Again, I haven't seen anything she's been in. What's interesting about this whole Zendaya Mary Jane Watson thing is that I think we got to see another level to internet outrage that we don't normally see. And that level is the hey, Mary Jane Watson is a cool character with a bunch of stories and stuff written about her, and you can say a lot of things about her. And also at the same time, too, she was always kind of like one of the ultimate geeky sex objects for, you know, the self-insert Peter Parker. And I think the weird, like, spectrum of racism that we're seeing here that we haven't seen is the, hey, I can't jack off to this new Mary Jane. What am I supposed to do? What can I do if I can't jack off when I see this movie, Matt? What am I supposed to do? And it's like, whoa, dude, calm the fuck down. That's a lot of issues you're spitting all at once there i don't i just okay whoa whoa just simmer down now (laughs) and also too you know this news comes on the heel i'm sure you'll remember matt as well they cast a bunch of peter parker's high school friends and they all got a racially diverse makeover as well yeah yeah but yet again, no one knows who those characters are except for us as comic readers. And and my thing was like, you know, hey, you know, Peter Parker's a white kid living in Queens in 2016. He's white, yeah. But most of his, you know, uh, what is it, classmates that he's going to be hanging out with, they won't be if you want to keep that realistic. Yeah, exactly. It's not just all going to be all white people everywhere. It, it was in the 60s when it was written, but not now. Mm-hmm shit be changing as bob dylan once famously said that was that was his big popular song the shit it is a change in <laughs> when he sang it it sounded so sweet that he the shit is changing how does he feel yes everybody i've been sitting on that bob dylan impression for the better part of four years now and i never popped it out until now i wonder why <laughs> Get ready for the hot new comic multiverse character, Joel Dillon. Hey, man, let's talk about the comic. Are we going to get like a Joel Dillon and Joe Casada album? Christmas oh. album? Okay, you see, Matt, you, you spoiled it now. I was going to do that for Christmas. Now we got to do that. <laughs> KTL Records bring you Matt and Joel sing your favorite Christmas songs. That's what we're going to do for Christmas. It's Matt and I just going to sing a bunch of songs badly in horrible impressions and that's what we're going to put up christmas day so we don't have to work (laughs) that's how we're going to do it man it's going to be great it's going to be great you'll see it's going to be great we've got the best people working on it's going to be great (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean that was that was the mary jane story do you have anything to add to this matt because for me it's just such a non-story yeah there's nothing really to add and uh you know marvel wouldn't have done it if there wasn't you know they don't really care about the color of the skin as long as the people can act and she could probably act really well if they if she's mm. been cast as MJ. 
I was going to say, they, they haven't screwed up casting yet. I mean, everyone they got, even the people where you're like, really? Paul Rudd is a leading man in Ant-Man? Really? Yeah. You know, heck, even in the beginning, really? Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man for a whole... Fr- really? Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> and yet and yet they made it work, right? And I yep. have no reason to see why they won't make it work here, too. Yep, they've had a fantastic track record. Yeah, I, uh, I have faith. I have faith in the whole thing. Now, uh, speaking of having faith, apparently Hulu has faith in the, you know, uh, extended Brian K. Vaughn Marvel Universe because they have ordered a pilot for a Runaways show. Yeah, they're, they're really interesting. Hulu of all places. Yeah, I mean, I guess everyone wants a piece of that superhero pie. And Hulu's being like, okay, what's someone, what's, what's a project that people have wanted forever, but no one seems to really have made happen. It's like, well, people really like The Runaways. It's got, you know, four volumes, you know, a lot of good stories in there. People seem to like, okay, well, let's do that then. Yeah, but uh, I'm really excited for this, but I know a lot of people aren't because, oh, it's not Netflix, and Netflix is the best and everything that they seem to have with uh, these mm-hmm. Marvel projects. And they, they are the best, but I think a lot of people sort of hype it up a bit too much and if if it's not on netflix then it's probably going to be shit or something you know you, you, you got you got to give them a chance though you got to give other yeah. people a chance it could be good and i mean you know it's not like there's anything so dark or messed up in uh what is it in freaking uh the runaways that i don't think hulu could do or at least do an interesting version of yeah i'm just interested how they're going to do that because isn't the runaways like one of the members a dinosaur or something uh, there's a lot of weird ones in there. My thing is I wonder how they're going to do Molly Hayes because, you know, she's the telepathic mutant. And, I mean, mutants. Well, that's it's probably thing. the same as, like, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Right. You're an Inhuman now. Yeah, or, like, whatever the movie equivalent, like, being tested on and had latent powers or something. I don't know. That's true. I mean, you know, it's, you got an interesting team there and everything. You know, you got uh, the daughter of time traveling criminals. You got, like I mentioned, telepathic mutants, the son of a mad scientist, dark wizards, that sort of stuff. There's a lot of shit they can do. And I know Niku has been doing really well on A-Force right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up kind of being like a big uh, breakthrough character off the back of that. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, especially see how they like, go about doing it like what what do you think like the genre is going to be is it going to be like those like those indie kid film sort of thing you could definitely push it in that direction if you wanted to or maybe they'll do just straight up x-men with it yeah yeah totally they could you know it's i'd be interested to see where they uh where they go that there's a lot of stuff you could do i mean uh, another way i'm sure they pitched it where it's like look let's do the young adult version of superheroes and in many ways runaways is a good version of a young adult superhero story it is yeah there's a there's a lot of interesting places you could take it all all i can think about is like damn now i gotta sign up for hulu shit (laughs) i've avoided hulu this whole time now goddamn they're gonna have their own superhero show people are gonna want to know what matt and i think about it so shit guess we're gonna have to get it now god damn it (laughs) This is the thing now. This is the future. Every every network out there, every station seems to want their own little piece of I'll the si- superhero. I'll pod. sign up. Does like Hulu offer like that free month or something? I'm sure they do. Because I'll do that like like a day before it comes out. Watch it and cancel. There you go. See, Matt's thinking now. That's that's frugal Matt with his frugal skills. He's laying down right now. That's <laughs> that's smart. Yo, that makes sense. I like that. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, Runaways could be really cool. It's just a pilot. I know some people were losing their mind, like, oh, they're ordering a whole show. No, the actual headline is they just ordered a pilot, so it's one episode. Yeah, and, and that could still fail, because, I mean, look at that um, uh, Marvel's Most Wanted show. That got a pilot, and they didn't order it. So, yeah, it could even, like, fail and go to a different uh, company. It could. It could, man. It's crazy to think. I mean, we all remember, uh, what is it, what, what, what was that other uh, X-Men pilot from like the early 90s that failed oh, like, Generation yeah. X? Oh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I mean, look, it can't be any worse than Generation X, I'm sure of it. <laughs> it can't be any worse than that failed Wonder Woman pilot. Oh, God. I, in, in like hindsight, that's like better... <laughs> better than what was in like batman vs superman and whatnot <sighs> still pretty stupid though she didn't she like own a company and she like had like toys of herself and whatnot she did she did and she had like a triple secret identity where it's like you know by night i'm wonder woman by day i'm this ceo and in the afternoon i'm just a plain jane regular girl who likes to eat ice cream and watch tv <laughs> And I'm like, that's dumb. That's really dumb to give your hero three levels of secret identity. <laughs> I remember poor uh, poor Anthony Stewart head in that, too. Just yeah. give an absolute shit exposition he had to read. And I'm like, oh, this guy's too good for this. <laughs> then again, that guy was also in one of my favorite bad movies ever, Repo the Genetic Opera, just singing his goddamn heart out. So Yeah, yeah. So maybe he picks poor roles. Who knows? <laughs> I'll never forget the also that was the thing too. Wonder Woman, you know, murdered the shit out of people in that show. And there was a great scene where she like throws a pole through a dude killing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she killed like a bunch of people in that. <laughs> killed him super dead. And it was hilarious because there's a bit where like they have a fight in the old abandoned warehouse, which, you know, is so old hat nowadays when, you know, Netflix has mastered the hey, let's have a fight in a hallway a la old boy. But, yeah, they have a fight in the old abandoned warehouse, and there was, like, a bunch of dudes who, you know, clearly answered the casting call of, like, we need beefy extras. And they looked like poor, out-of-work porn stars who just brought what they wore that day. And then Wonder <laughs> Woman comes in wearing, like, a Halloween costume, Wonder Woman costume, and it's like, okay, fight. <laughs> and for a second, I'm like, oh, man, did I did I put it in the Axel Braun version by accident? <laughs> no, that, that one's actually probably a bit more... Um uh to the uh close to the source <laughs> comic accurate axel Braun. you know it's make... really funny like i've seen pictures and shit of those like the avengers oh, yeah. one and, and I'm, I'm amazed at like the costuming in that it's like comic accurate down to oh, yeah. like like hawkeye has his mask and everything and mm -hmm. axel bronze quicksilver was closer than any of the other two quicksilvers which i cannot believe that's something you would say the porn parody version had a better costume <laughs> That's that's the true DC Cinematic Universe, the <laughs> Brawniverse. <laughs> that's the man who they should get to. Uh, what is it to direct the next DC Cinematic movie? Get Axel well, Braun. Well, he, he knows how to do you know proper mature uh, stuff. So very mature, like like real mature, not like a fourteen year old's version of mature. <laughs> mm -mm, nothing more mature than venereal diseases. I tell you what, <laughs> that'll grow you up right quick. <laughs> man just be like, okay look axel we really like your style we want you in here to take the next movie and then he's like okay so this is where we put the sex right it's like no 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 we, we, we want families to come see this do do all the talking bits but none of the sex stuff and he's like oh oh i don't i don't know if i can do that though <laughs> <laughs> yeah axel braun.exe has stopped working 
Look, tell you what, shoot it like you normally would. We'll just take all the sex stuff out <laughs> later. <laughs> he sees it and he sees it and then he puts like out like a Josh Trank tweet. Like, man, I had a great movie three years ago. <laughs> then they took it away from me and edited it all out. All the stuff I was into. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, but yes, that was that was Marvel's Runaways, which was how we started this conversation. <laughs> But speaking of DC and we were, uh, th- this is a crazy piece of news here. So we're getting a brand new DC animated movie, which is different from the ones we've already seen, like Judas Contract and Justice League Dark. This is going to be a continuation of the 60s Batman show, and they already have Adam West, Burt Ward, and Julie Newmar attached for this one. It's called Batman Return of the Cape Crusader. Oh, this looks so good. It's so it looks it looks hilarious. Like- like a hell of a ride and it's it's what they need in these dc movies after all these kind of like drab kind of crappy ones that have come out it's it's a nice breath of fresh air that's for sure and i personally love the idea that they got all the surviving actors together oh man i hate to admit it maybe for the last time Mm, yeah that's true they're not getting any younger Adam West, Burt Ward, and Julie Newmar, so this might be the last time we can really appreciate them. And I mean, like, they were never going to do another live-action version with all these characters, at least through the power of animation. They can all be young and flexible like they used to be. Yeah, yeah. But yes, this uh, this one looks fun. They've already said they're basically going to have all the villains you remember in this one. I'm sure the sense of humor will be intact. I wouldn't be surprised if they pay homage to the, you know, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> that, that'll be great. Bat shark repellent, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, yeah, it should be it should be a lot of fun. It'll be a good laugh. And you know what I like about this? This is a Batman movie that I can officially watch with my dad. Because as I've mentioned before, <laughs> '60s Batman was my dad's Batman, and he will accept no substitute. Yeah, I think it'll reach a wider audience because, like, you'll as you say, you'll have like dads and everything be like, "Hey, I remember that," and look, it's got Ad- Adam West in it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, this is the Batman I grew up with. This is the, this is a, b- b- forget your Ben Afflecks. This is my Batman. <laughs> And the kids will be like, who the hell is Robin? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Why isn't Robin dead? Yeah, really? <laughs> Robin only makes sense when he's dead. <laughs> Man, that's uh, that's such a great bit again from Simpsons when they meet Adam West and Bart and Lisa go, who the hell is Robin? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like that... that one where they're in the... Um... Uh, the Wax Museum, and it's actually Burt Ward and Adam West dressed up as Batman and Robin oh, sitting yeah. in the back. <laughs> They've been paid to sit there. <laughs> well, thanks, good chum. I've had a lot of surgery. <laughs> Damn it, you're not supposed to talk. They'll yell at us again. <laughs> oh, man, Adam West, always a good sport, even after Batman. That's yeah. uh, That's good to see. And speaking of Batman, our next story was a Batman-centric story, too, and that is apparently Sean Murphy, who you'll remember from his work on Constantine and other stuff, is supposedly penning a mysterious Batman book. In an interview uh, with one of the big comic sites, he let it drop that uh, once he's done his new project, he's going to be working on a Batman book, too, and I think he's going to be drawing it, too. Oh, God, another Batman book. I know, right? Don't we have it? Like, look, don't get me wrong. I love all the Batman books right now. They're all really, really solid. But do we really need another one? And if so, what will this new Batman book be? It'll be about Batman doing Batman stuff. and I guess. And Alfred will be there, being Alfred. Pretty much. They'll probably fight a villain at some point. Yeah, and then Batman will, will look like he's about to die. But there'll be a twist. 
And but then he won't die because he powers through because he has the power of Gotham on his <laughs> side. <laughs> Be like, you can't beat me, though, because I'm too much bat for you. I'm all bat all the time. Yeah, now it needs to be something completely different where it's like, oh, no, no, Batman's actually going to die in this book. He's going to fail to defeat the villain. <laughs> and then it's up to, like, like Batgirl or Robin or someone to, to finish the job. You know what it is? It just needs to be like I, – I would want someone to personally write the most boring Batman story of all time. Like, Batman makes a sandwich, then he eats it. <laughs> I, I was talking with Tom about, like, Batman books that would be really cool. And I, I, I thought a really cool idea where, like, Batman, like the Justice League find out Batman's been, like, using money he's, like, gotten from villains, like, when he's busted them. And he's, like, put that into, like um, – like his his own weaponry and everything, and the Justice League sort of call him out on it, and, <laughs> and like take him down a peg or two. You know how that story would end? Fuck you, I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, now they'll just mind wipe him again, and he'll get mad again. Yeah, real. I mean, there is no situation that Batman cannot get out of just by saying "fuck you, I'm Batman." <laughs> the, the, it's a meme so strong and so powerful, even the comics have taken notice of it now. Oh yeah, they have. <laughs> Batman gets away with anything because Batman all day or a day Batman. Yep. Yeah. I, also, I noticed my pitch is kind of stupid too, where it's like Batman makes a sandwich. That would never happen. That's illogical. He'd have Alfred make a sandwich for him. <laughs> yeah, and then he wouldn't eat it, and it'd just sit there on the back computer until Alfred comes and clears it away. I I keep saying our pitch of like Alfred goes on vacation for a week and Batman just starves to death because there's no one to feed him. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He just like he loses his shit. He doesn't know what to do, and he's like, "Oh my god, why is Alfred not here?" <laughs> he's st he can't even get out of his bat costume anymore. He's just starving and he's crapped his pants repeatedly. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, but, uh, Alfred can't leave, not even for the weekend. <laughs> Alfred comes back and finds him in a corner of the cave, insane. <laughs> and, you know, they have to lock him in Arkham, and yeah. It's how it works, man. It's how it works. <laughs> he needs Alfred. They complete each other. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was the news for this week. That wasn't a bad little rollout or anything, but uh, now to be good to my word, let's, uh, let's throw it on over to the fans right now and let's see some of the questions they wanted to hear. All right. Okay, let's. Let me try and uh, get these ones up. A lot, a lot of people commented, and I don't want to miss anybody. I want to read as many as I can. Uh, the Duck Collector asked, sure, you two will be doing a BVS commentary. Uh, yeah, Duck Collector in the future, Matt and I will be doing one. In fact, uh, what do you say, Matt, next time there's no news to cover, we'll try and do that? I think we should. We, we've been kind of putting it off, and we're like, okay, this week, mm -hmm. this week we're going to do it. And then we're like, nah, nah, we've got this to talk about, and... And we're like, yeah. oh, thank God. Oh, what a shame we didn't have to do that. Oh. <laughs> if we did it, we'd have to do it kind of early, too, because we do this show at 10. We wouldn't be done until much later. We would have to do it at, like, 8 my time or something yeah. to try and get it all done. Yeah. And, you know, still have the night. Uh, the other rever review dude asks, uh, who are your picks for SummerSlam? Uh, I don't need to give my picks for SummerSlam because it's already over by the time Matt and I have recorded this. I know exactly who won. Yeah, and I don't watch wrestling, so. Exactly. So there you go. So Matt would Matt would just, you know, slap his head on the keyboard while I talked about it. And, I'm, and I won't do that to him. Yeah, I, I picked the guy with the muscles in, mm. in, in the pants. <laughs> Whoever is oiliest, who, that's who's going <laughs> to win. <laughs> You know the guy who's oily and wears underwear? Yeah. That dude, he's going to Yeah, that guy that sweats a lot. <laughs> actually, you know, Matt, right now we're actually in the middle of like an Australian explosion for like new wrestlers now. 
Well, geez, man, apparently you and I can't talk about Australian wrestlers at all, or just my computer will be like, nope, nope, restarting. Yeah, no, the, the, the Canadian NSA doesn't like it. Apparently not, just out of nowhere, my computer just randomly restarted. I got it right back, and I'm like, what the fuck? Because it faded to black, and I'm like, oh, good, I killed another computer. Great. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. This is this will go well. I deserve this. I deserve this. That's <laughs> what so you get for talking about Australian wrestlers. Apparently, apparently so, which, you know, this is also awesome because now I need to open uh, the Twitter again to get the questions that we were trying to answer in the first place. Uh, first world problems. Yeah, first world problems. Indeed. Oh, God. I hate that I work online and that I make money for talking about comics is the worst <laughs> and that I have small technical problems. And it's not even like I couldn't browse the internet or anything. I would just have to go on my pad is what I would have to do, which is <laughs> which is a smaller computer that I can take around and read comics on. <laughs> so rough, so hard out here for a pimp, I tell you. Why can't things be easy, man? <laughs> okay, so uh, d trying to get back to where I was now and read more of these. But yeah, the joke I was trying to make is, hey, TM61, that's like a Pokemon joke, isn't it? I have no idea. Yeah, what what, what is TM61 in Pokemon? I'm sure someone will tell me. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I'm sure, I'm sure it's something, but through the power of the internet, they'll let us know. They always let us know. Okay, I think I'm getting close to where I was. Okay. P people actually asked a lot of questions. I'm touched by the fan outpouring. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the questions questions. at the moment. Okay, so uh, Jared asked us, uh, how would you rank the Robins from least favorite to favorite? That's a good question. Ooh, um, so all the Robins? All the Robins. Uh, Dick would be on top for me, yep. definitely, because, yep. you know, I mean, he, he's the best one. He is the one by which all others are, you know, compared to. Um, who would be second? Uh, I mean, I guess Tim comes second. Yeah, yeah, I like Tim. He's he's cool. T Tim would come second. He he had a long, interesting run. He's really good in detective comics right now. He was the dude who figured out Batman's identity. Rachel Ghoul called him detective. I I'm willing to let him go second. Now I imagine for third, this is where we might differ. All right, I I think I know who you're gonna pick for third. I would put Damien for three. You. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, like, I, I was going to pick Damien, it's like, between Damien and Jason, and Jason I don't fucking like at all. Um, Jason has been dragged through the mud super hard, he could have been great, but he just keeps appearing in shit books by shit writers, yeah. I can't like him. I would say, conceptually, uh, Jason is cooler than Damien, but Damien has been in better stories. Also, yeah. Damien started as an unlikable asshole, but I actually like him quite a bit now. Yeah, yeah, he, da Damien's pretty interesting, you know, he's the actual son of Batman, Mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. you know, he's got a really interesting storyline with his mother and um, oh, yeah. and obviously Batman and everything. So, yeah, he, I guess he would. He's awesome when paired with Dick Grayson during, like, the Grant Morrison, Batman, and Robin years. I wish that could have gone on forever. I loved what they all did together. Yeah, it was pretty good. Also, I mean, he's going to be heading that new Super Sons book soon enough, so that's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, the next ones are all kind of a shakeup. I would love to put Duke a little higher, but the fact is we know so little about mm -hmm. Duke, and Duke has had so little to shine. Yeah, but what he has had has been pretty good. Yeah, I think I think Duke will be will be good one day, is the thing. Yeah. I don't think he's there yet. I think they're taking him in the right direction. I like that Scott Snyder has basically made the whole backup stories of his new All-Star Batman be focusing on Duke. I think that's a nice touch. Yeah, that's really cool. 
I mean, I guess you could put Carrie Kelly up there, too. I mean, she's an alternate world Robin, but she's pretty cool for the story she is. You know, she she, she was the one who kind of made Batman believe again in crime fighting and everything. And I thought that was a nice touch. And she wanted to do it. That's another thing. Yeah, it was a it was a want, not a. Yeah. I mean, do we count Stephanie Brown? Because she was technically Robin for a minute, even though she was yet another Robin who died, but then she didn't die because Leslie Tompkins was doing this whole crazy thing. Honestly, I, I, I think of Stephanie Brown more as a Batgirl contender. I would consider her more of one of the great Batgirls yeah. than the great Robins. And even now she's doing cool shit as spoiler. Yeah, yeah, she's doing really great stuff in Detective Comics. Yeah. That's uh, that's all the Robins, right? That's all of them. Yeah, and then we got Jason at the end there, and on then the, Jason on, on the special bus. I, I mean, I guess I'd put Jason a little before the alternate world Robins, if only because hey, Under the Red Hood is a really cool story, and you know, Lost Days is a really cool story, and everything. But beyond that, it's just a mountain of Libdell and a lot of bad shit. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, also he's the Robin who uses guns, which means he already kind of sucks. <laughs> yep. Uh, Wally West asks, Wally West, also known as Flash Fan. Yeah, the real Wally West is asking a question. <laughs> <laughs> would you, uh, would you do a recommended reading episode for Constantine and the Spectre? Yeah, probably down the line. I have at least two required reading things all picked out. I just haven't had a chance to write them yet because the comic outpour has been so crazy the last little bit. But yes, I do plan to do that. No, Spectre's coming back in Rebirth. Really? Yeah, he's coming back. Guess which book? Uh, Earth 2? Nope. Then I give up then. Six Pack and Dog Welder. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Wow. Wow. Bring them back in the comedy book. Holy shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ennis writing that? Uh, I'm not too sure. Because if it was, it makes sense for Ennis to try and bring them back. Uh, <laughs> Purple Dragon asks, can Magneto pick up Thor's hammer? Uh, in in the ultimate universe, he could definitely manipulate mm-hmm. it and cause a terrible event. I know that much. Yep. I mean, Uru is metal. I don't know. Have they ever tried that in the main universe? They had to have tried that in the main universe at some point. Magneto, so. Master Magnetism. Well, like even like like if he couldn't pick it up, I know like the handle has a bit of metal on the pommel, so maybe you could mm. manipulate that and pick that up, which is attached to the hammer. We'll say realistically, yes. Yeah, he can <laughs> manipulate the- metal, and the hammer is metal. Theoretically, we will say yes, he can. We can neither confirm nor deny, but theoretically, Matt and I will say that yes, maybe he can. Uh, Daniel asks us, why does every DC animated movie need Batman in it? Because Batman moves units and Batman sells, that's hey, why. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. It's all about Batman making it, making it rain from the Bat Wallet. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'm sure you looked at it there, the top uh, selling comics for this month, but Batman was at number one. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, he, he's a, it was all DC Rebirth books this month, except for Poe Dameron, which was number 10. Well, they've all been pretty damn good. They have been. I, I think there hasn't even been a weak one. Even something like Red Hood, which I hate, and even something like Justice League that is generic were, in and of their own, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, they were the books that they were told they were going to be. And, I mean, like, the best Marvel books this week, and we'll talk about that when we talk about what we read this week, were all non-Civil War II-related ones, so what should that tell (laughs) you? Yep. Oh, now, here's an easy one from John Combs, longtime fan, longtime Twitterer. Best year of comic book movies in quality and what it meant for the genre. Oh, 2008, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, that, like, kicked everything off. Dark Knight, Hellboy, Iron Man, all in 2008. Yep, Wanted. Yep, um, yep. 
I can't think of anything, any one, other ones that were out that year. That one, and probably 2012 as well, because then that that's year we got like the Avengers, mm-hmm. um, the finishing. Although that was kind of a crap movie, the Dark Knight Rises. F- yeah, but I mean, it was there. Um, yeah. Oh, Incredible Hulk was uh, was yep. the same. Yep. It was also 2008. Just a good movie for like movies in general. That was also Gran Torino and Wall-E and Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tropic uh, Thunder's amazing. It is uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but we don't have to talk about that. No, no. What, what, what was that? I, d- I don't know what movie that was. G- Quantum of Solace, which was the bad one. Kung Fu Panda 2, which, I mean, the second one is better in my opinion, but it came out that year. <laughs> in Bruges was 2008 also. Not That's a superhero a movie. movie, That's but a, a really movie. good movie. Just just good movies in general that year. Uh, Jumper, technically not a comic, <laughs> but ripped off a comic. <laughs> Yeah, there was a there, there, it's 2008, just a great year in general for movies. Yeah. As, as I sit here and look back at all that, I feel I feel like we're missing something. Oh, The Wrestler was 2008 as well. Good old good old Mickey Rourke. It's a good movie. Uh, Eagle Eye. Remember that Shia LaBeouf? Oh, no, the government's after me. <laughs> I got to run away. I'm paranoid, which is hilarious when you look at his life choices now. <laughs> Man, Eagle Eye came true. Maybe the government really is after him. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that, that was a good question, John. Uh, oh, here here's another good one from Sec Twenty Two. Uh, who do you guys think will be the villain or villains for the four way CW crossover event? Uh oh yeah, for the um Supergirl, Flash, and all that. Um, yeah. Uh, I could see them maybe like. I mean, if they've got Superman, I could see maybe Brainiac being it. Wouldn't that be some shit? That well, it, we've had um, we've had hints, you know, we've had hints yeah. of him, so it's definitely wouldn't possible. that wouldn't that be amazing if TV did a good version of Brainiac before the movies ever did? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, shit, they've already done Rachel Ghoul and Vandal Savage, you know, villains who I thought would be way too big for TV, but they've already done them. So I mean, let's say if if no one is off limits. Let's let's do the fucking anti monitor. Let's do that. I was just about to say because they they'll be messing with like time and space mm-hmm. and everything for like Superhero to come over into the Flash universe. It could definitely be a monitor. Yeah, or shit. You know, maybe if you don't even want to do anti monitor, do Krona the Mad Titan because hey, you keep making references to Green Lantern, so let them fight an evil guardian. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see that to it, and then you you even have the stinger where it's like, oh, well, what was Krona working on, though? Oh, a super weapon, an anti-monitor. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That's one thing you could do. I mean, shit. Or you could do the classic thing for a villainous team-up, and that is you have, like, I don't know, fucking Malcolm Merlin recruit villains from all the other shows to come together and form, like, a Sinister Six to fight the heroes. Yeah, yeah. I know there's going to be the Legion of Doom, I think. Yeah, and, that's uh, fucking crazy. Whatever, so yeah, maybe they'll just fight the Legion of Doom. That, I'd be fine with that. Uh, who, who, who would your members be for the Legion of Doom, though? Uh, well, the CW, probably. Are we going yeah. D-list, or can we actually have actual members from the Legion of Doom? Well, the, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know, where, like, because of the rights and embargoes. You, you can't have Scarecrow because he's Batman. You probably can't have Black Manta because he's going to be in the Aquaman movie, so he's earmarked. You certainly can't have Lex Luthor, although maybe you can if you have Superman. I, I, God damn it! Please, please. Che- cheetah, maybe, because I don't think they're going to be using Cheetah anytime soon. No. So Cheetah can be in there, and she's not going to be a hard effect either to pull off. No, just makeup. 
You can have like Cheetah and Toy Man. And, Some um, people like that. Like we joke, but they might actually be able to make it cool, honestly. Yeah, well, no, yeah, they, they could. They definitely could. I mean, they got Superman, right? So like, let's nothing... get King Shark in there. If you can't have Black Mantle, let's put King Shark in there. Oh, I don't know whether they'll be able to keep up with the effects of that. I'm a shark. I'm a shark. I'm a motherfucking shark. Uh, yeah. E- either way, I mean, you know, they they could use anybody for that CW crossover. Yeah, it's got me excited though. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. I might actually uh, have to watch Arrow. <laughs> I know, right? That's my thing, too. It's like, I will only watch Arrow and crossovers. Uh, Tom Wyatt asks, what is your favorite comic of all time? Either graphic novels, ongoing minis, or whatever. And also, love the things you guys do. Well, thank you, Tom. Thank you for buttering us yeah. up there. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> oh, you, you can't pick a favorite comic. It's rough. I, I remember I did like a five not too long ago. Like the yeah. five timeless comics or like the five, you know, ones that changed me. Punisher Max would be on there. All-Star Superman, I think you and I could agree on yep. that, is one of the best ever. Yep. Uh, Judd Winnick's Green Arrow is the run that made me love Green Arrow as a character, so I will always love that run. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else should I put on there? I feel like there should be some Marvel stuff on there. Oh, I mean, you know, X-Men, God Loves Man, Kills is a pretty amazing one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I mean, it feels like we shit on X-Men a lot on this show because they've been fucking up. But, yeah, that's a really good yeah. X-Men story, everybody. A Gifted is another good one. Mm, yeah. Um, Some really solid Obviously, ones. yeah, Punisher Max. Um, uh, the Bendis Years on Daredevil is really solid. Yep. Uh, Jessica Jones, another really solid one. Bendis, yet another dude we shit on this show, but we promise he does good stuff. Oh, Ultimate Spider-Man. I mean, both the Miles and Peter runs are really amazing and really landmark. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Can I say Duggan's run on the Hulk was also really underrated? I loved what he was doing with Dot Green, and I'm sad they didn't do anything with him. Yeah, I I never read that run. It was pretty solid. Uh, I guess what we're reading right now that we like love me some power man and iron fist i fear that book won't make it though as much as i love it <laughs> oh you never know you know i uh power man uh luke cage got tv show coming out in a month it's true it's true hopefully more people buy it off the back of that i mean green arrow is great of course nightwing is yeah. great right now i mean i'm sure matt would say all the superman books and he's not wrong they're all great right yeah, they, now. they are just everything dc rebirth is doing now is really great it's a solid solid time uh, Cole Cottenham asks, uh, do you think at the end of DC Rebirth they will reboot again? Uh, well, I mean, they always reboot is the thing. DC is in a constant state of rebooting. It's only a matter of time and how long it takes for us to get there. Yeah, it. once the sales start dipping, they'll do something. Now, he, now, here's my question. I will try and answer Coleman's question with a question. How long do you think the actual DC Rebirth banner will stay on top of the comics? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I, I, I know, like, I saw, I stopped doing my banner for my reviews after week 10, and I thought that was about when they'd start, but I think they'll stop once all the books reach maybe issue 10. And, like, because by then, I think every book will have its rebirth issue and, uh, or its special, whatever, because there's still books coming out that have, have, um, uh, like, like Blue Beetle Rebirth comes out next week or this week that yeah. you're hearing it. So like there's still books coming out with the Rebirth mm-hmm. subtitle. So I think it'll be a while. That that would make sense. But also, I mean, you know, uh, the New 52 logo stuck on there for many years. It did. It did. And, and Rebirth it seems to be the thing that's selling these comics, the big Rebirth 
so people know. Yeah. People know what it is. Uh, Jensen Jr. asks, do you think post-Civil War II Marvel will catch up with DC Rebirth? I definitely think it'll even out. Yeah, I think I think once we're into this uh, new new whatever they're doing, uh, it will even it itself out. At the moment, it's not. So it's 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 hilarious because like if you flash back this show, like like a year and a half, we were having basically these same conversations. Only we were talking about DCU versus whatever Marvel was doing. Oh, against all new, all different. Uh DCU. Oh man, what a what a oh! Here's some fucking bullshit for DCU. I found out. So remember last week when I pissed and moaned about Prez not getting finished? Yeah. And how oh we'll be releasing a special twelve page thing that finishes off the story. Take it or leave it, you suckers. Well, here's the thing: they're not even releasing that on its own. You know what they're releasing it in? They're putting it as a backup story in a in a trade. Oh, worse, worse, worse than that. That would I I would be okay with that. I wouldn't be so raging about this. They're having the Catwoman Election Day special, and the Prez will be a backup in that. What? what? Yeah, Catwoman, who didn't even warrant a DC Rebirth book, will be getting a special one-shot for Election Day because Catwoman has always been very political, and but, Prez will finish in the back that, of that. that. Like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That was my thing. What? What the fuck are you thinking? That's the fucked up thing. Like, why doesn't why doesn't Catwoman have a rebirth book? She had like she she got to fifty two in her solo series in the new fifty two. You know what I think it is? I think when we saw the silhouettes of characters that Scott Snyder was going to be working with for All Star Batman, I think Catwoman was in there too. Oh, really? I think he wants to rework her into a villain. I think they want to take her into a more villainous direction. God damn, Jesus Christ. I know. I'm just like, it should be, it should have been the other way around because it's going to be a 48-page special where you're expected to pay five bucks for it. It should have been the other way around. Prez should have been 48 pages and Catwoman should have had the last 12. (laughs) Also, geez, you know, DC, we pile a lot of respect and love on you for this DC Rebirth thing that you've been doing, but Jesus Christ, it's nice to know how you treat your critical darlings. Yeah. Catwoman that never reviewed highly Prez, which was one of the most beloved things of last year on a lot of people's best of the year list. And this is how they treat it. What horse shit, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they okay. if, if Batman was involved in it, it'd be getting, you know, like hard covered single issues oh, and, you know, it'd be all bound in a big solid gold cover and <laughs> like, uh, l- l- like, uh, what is it? Like dark Knight Returns yeah. three, which still isn't done. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps getting fucking delayed. Honest. Honestly, when it comes back, I don't feel I need to read it anymore. I'm glad I didn't like decide to review it or read it. I'm just like, eh, I mean, eh. I mean, I mean, if people really want it, it'll probably get me some good clickies. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, I'm like, I've been living my life just fine and just happily without it. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so here's a good one from Wade again, longtime listener and fan. How long do you think it will be until they start implementing the Watchmen universe more and more in the DC universe? Uh, honestly, I think we're going to be in for a slow burn when it mm-hmm. comes for the Watchmen universe, and I think that's the best thing. Yeah, I think it's going to build up over the the next year, like until maybe next May or something. We'll yeah. start to see stuff because we we really haven't. We've seen like little hints here and there. Of like mm-hmm. stuff happening with the universe, but nothing major. The, the most major thing was that you know Flash saw uh, the comedian's button in the first issue of his 
of his run. That's like the most major thing that's happened so far. Mm-hmm. I know coming mm-hmm. up that Mr. Oz is actually going to confront Superman about who he really is. So that, that's I mean, like another big one. And I mean, we're just assuming that, you know, he's Ozymandias. I know uh, the, the, like the Titans book is the book that's actually kind of following that right now. I would like a year of that. Like, let's get a solid year of DC Rebirth just telling stories and having a good time. And then we can move into Watchmen shit. How about that? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, slowly implement things here and there and like make it really um uh yeah, slow burn. Cuz when people say implement Watchmen stuff, what does that mean? There's like what? There's only like how many characters left at the end of the Watchmen story? How could you even implement them? Yeah, and you can't have fan favorite characters like Rorschach or comedian. No, running around. And honestly, by the DC Universe standards, they'd be fucking villains anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, like, Superman would come down and say, hey, man, this shit ain't cool. And stop, just, like... mur- stop murdering people and also stop being weirdly homophobic, Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, there's a thing they could do. Rorschach shows up in that new Ray show. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sentence fragment, don't like it here. <laughs> Liberal agenda. (laughs) (laughs) He's voiced by Alex Jones. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's the Alex Jones would totally do it. He'd do it for free. (laughs) And he's like, no, no, Alex, stop. Just stop talking about, you know, your your, your show. Stop talking about chemtrails and. (laughs) Infowars.com. You can go there right now, Infowars.com. And I predicted this. I predicted this in an old episode. And if you find that tape, I'm going to put out a bounty for $10,000 for that tape. There you go. Get get him to voice the question. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's fucked up, but also kind of perfect. Because who's the bigger conspiracy theorist? <laughs> oh, oh, and from that uh, from that fucked up topic to uh, to Elijah Green, who's asking us, did you hear the rumor that Iron Man may make a cameo appearance in Doctor Strange? If it's true, how do you feel about it? Uh, I, I don't doubt that Iron Man could show up in any Marvel property. Yeah, and considering that, you know, Doctor Strange is a well-known, th- you know, he could have been one of the Doctor's Maybe Stark went to to sort out his arc reactor before mm. number three, and uh, Stephen went, you know, fuck you, Stark, or something. I don't know. A lot of places you could take it. Yeah, or he could just be like at a party, and because it's true. and because Stephen's like the world's best surgery surgeon, you know, he's invited. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you could do anything with it. I think that would make a good post credit scene, too. Mm-hmm. Iron Man showing up at the Sanctum Sanctorum and being like, we need to have a talk. Yeah, 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 exactly like how he did in, in Incredible Hulk. Yeah, all this magic shit, we need to talk about it. <laughs> a, what is magic? B, should we be scared of it? <laughs> and C, can I come in? <laughs> can you make me an Iron Man armor that is magical? It is also magical. <laughs> hey, can I get that sweet cape? And Doctor Strange would be like, not until Infinity War. And also, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, here's a good one from Jonathan Elibeck. I hope I'm saying that right. What is the best indie comic not about a superhero right now? I love Southern Bastards. I've also been reading Rat Queens for the first time. I know everyone likes Saga. I haven't had a chance to read Saga yet, but I plan to. I haven't read a lot of indie comics for a while, but the last one I read, which was, um, oh my god, I'm blanking on the name. It's a Grant Morrison book. Uh, it's about weird space Cthulhu shit. Um, oh, yeah. The, the Black Project or something? Uh, I'm going to search it up, Grant. Yeah, I remember you reviewed that for a little bit, yeah. No, no, it wasn't Black Science. It wasn't Black Science. Um, 
Oh, God. What was it called? Um, I read it, like, two months ago. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, it was really weird, really fucked up. Yeah, um, as is a lot of what Grand Morrison does. <laughs> Uh, I've got comic pages here, but I can't find the name. I think it was called Nameless. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep, it was called Nameless, and it was him, and it was about some weird planet, and these people go there and go insane because of Cthulhu stuff, and it was really gory, and it's pretty cool. Sounds like some classic, uh, some clash, some classic, some classic science fiction. I can talk, right? I talk for a living, bitch. <laughs> I can do it. We can all do it. I can do it nine times. Uh, the Rye TV. This isn't so much a question as it is just a loud comic. Bring back the Pitch It series section. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we kind of already did that when we were trying to pitch a Batman story where it's like, what if yeah. he just does nothing? Yeah, yeah. Well, what if what if Alfred goes on a vacation? Yeah, totally. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Uh Zero HP cosplay Jared asked, do you guys still carry hope for the DC Cinematic Universe after Suicide Squad and knowing the panic behind the scenes? Ha, <sighs> I mean, you know. It's hard to. It's question. hard to. My, my fan heart says believe, but my brain says, you know, you've been burned three times in a row. Yeah, they, they just, they need to get rid of Zack Snyder and like the people associated with him. Uh, so like, I think his wife is a producer there, and right. still, have you? Did you see like what his wife was saying like earlier on in the week? No, what was she, she was saying? talking about how his Superman Cavill is um, more relatable than other Superman because he's dark, and he's relatable because the Earth, the the real world is dark, and he goes through the same things <sighs> we go through, and I'm just like, hmm. I can't remember the last time people looked at me as a god, and I had to sort of deal with that. You know? I know, right? And I'm like, God just, damn it, you you completely missed the point of the character. We do that all the time as YouTubers, Matt. We are elevated to yeah. gods like levels by the people. In fact, when we answer these questions, we're really just answering their prayers, is what we're doing. Yeah, they, these tweets are prayers. <laughs> because we are kind gods, this is what we do. <laughs> we we can do this because uh, because we love you so much. We we are kind gods. We will never flood the earth again. By which I mean we will never flood the comment section ever again. <laughs> yeah, but they need to get get rid of those guys. Let Jeff John sort of run it. And um, I know like me and Tom have been talking about it. We want like Brad Bird for a Superman film. Oh oh my God, he would be like the Iron Giant guy. Come on, of course he clearly loves Superman. Iron Giant is a better Superman than the last two Superman <laughs> movies. <laughs> Vin Diesel is Superman. <laughs> Our family, Corona, cars. Okay, look, we're going to replace uh, Corona and cars with truth and justice. Okay. <laughs> can um, I still hold a Corona, though? <laughs> sure, you can do it. Actually, no, Bud Light is sponsoring this one. <laughs> Superman drinks Budweiser. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I think he could actually kind of pull it off in a weird way. Family, Corona, Kryptonians. <laughs> Born on a distant planet, the last son of Krypton. <laughs> Look, it's like, but I still need to be bald-headed for this. I'm not going to grow hair, though. But it's going to be really confusing, Vin, when you stand next to Lex Luthor. <laughs> it's going to be really confusing. Uh, Shadow Gabriel asks, favorite MCU movie? Hmm, oh, there's a lot Jesus to choose Christ. from now. They keep getting better and better. 
But. I mean, my knee jerk is Guardians. I had the most fun with Guardians. I've rewatched Guardians the most. I mean, like Winter Soldier and Civil War might be the two best movies. Like if we're looking at it from a solely cinematic uh, standpoint. Yeah, I, I like the original Iron Man just because of like how everything sort of started there, and also learning about how like uh, Jeff Bridges and Robert Downey Jr. like sort of improved a lot of the dialogue and everything, mm-hmm. and it really Definitely. shows as well like how snappy it is and everything. Totally. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to say that. Uh, uh, Unknown Rage asks us: Digital or physical comics? Which do you prefer? Ooh, I'm a bit of both. I my, my review comics are mainly digital. But, like, Same. I'll pick up, like, here and there, like, physical comics. Like, I, I bought, like, the first Rebirth issues of stuff. Um, nice. But I usually wait till trades. D- for me, digital to read because I'm constantly on the go and I need to read so much at one time and I just mm-hmm. couldn't have the space for it. Physical to collect is what I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I collect, like, if there's a big first issue or something, I'll collect, like, maybe a variant for that. But then get it digitally for, like, reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pikey Games asked, most anticipated video game coming out this year? I think I've said it elsewhere, but Mafia 3, man, October can't get here quick enough. That that looks amazing. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun playing No Man's Sky. I know a lot of people are mad about that. It's not my favorite game, but mainly because I didn't hype it up like a lot of these people did. They um, did. A lot of people treated it like yep. the second coming of Christ. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, it's amazing. It's exactly the game I wanted. Um, I'm really looking forward. I'm going to be getting uh, the new Deus Ex next week so i'm really oh, looking yes. forward to that apparently that's been getting really good reviews it has i was so burnt by the last one though and that's a canadian company who made that too yeah i like the last one i i i liked the the director's cut they did more where they said that you can uh do the boss fights a bit differently and more, I, I really I appreciate them fight. for doing that but um yeah the first one i i kind of like i know why people didn't like it but this next that, one looks uh, really cool that that first or that other Deus Ex is so goddamn Canadian. If you read the files in the game, they talk about uh, Justin Trudeau becoming prime minister, and Justin Trudeau is prime minister now. So that game predicted the future. Oh, that's awesome. We are close to becoming Augs. That's just around the corner where we can have cybernetic <laughs> enhancements. <laughs> Uh, so Alan Greenberg asks, if Wade has ten apples and Mike takes two away, what is the circumference of the sun? Fuck yes. you, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you for making me think. I just I deliberately got into comic reviews because I didn't have to do maths. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. Look, man, I can tell you about story and character development and theme. Don't ask me to do math. <laughs> uh, oh, here's a fun one from Eric Prophet. Uh, if you could have any power based on any aspect of your personality, what would it be? Uh, I.e. ADHD equals super speed. Huh. <laughs> Uh, I can fall asleep just about anywhere, so I guess, like, lucid dreaming or astral projection. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of Joel's powers, to fall asleep anywhere. What about you, Matt? Uh, I don't know. What were the powers again? Uh, Something in your own personality, like, as that would relate to superpowers. Like he said, ADHD would equal super speed, and for me, my falling asleep anywhere would uh, equal astral projection. Oh, um... Probably the probably something like Kilgrave's power. Mm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that. around people. Uh, <laughs> I can talk, talk them into doing stupid shit. <laughs> how to how to gain friends and alienate people. <laughs> that's a, that's Matt's power. <laughs> 
That's that. That's a good one. That was pretty solid. I like that one. Yeah, be, being able to influence people, a la Jesse uh, Jesse Custard or Purple Man, is pretty damn good. Yeah, pretty useful uh, as well. <laughs> very useful. But then again, you have to figure that would be a hell in its own right, and they even kind of explore that in the Jessica Jones show, where having that power is basically like playing life on easy mode, and there's no challenge to it, and you get no fulfillment from anything. Yeah, you. you in doing that, you'd become socially inept. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, because you can just do whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. Uh, Chris Cano asked if we could recast the Fantastic Four movie. Who would we uh, recast it with? Oh, uh, I'd have. Um, hold on, let me look up his name. Um, Oop, there's a guy. Prepared. Yep, there's a guy. Uh, he's the guy who played the Rocketeer. Oh yeah, he's good. Yep, you look at him now. He's on like some TV show. I can't remember what it is, uh, but he looks exactly like Reed Richards with a beard. Nice. Um, I'm uh, gonna look him up now. Um, I've uh, I've said it elsewhere, and I'll say it again. John Hamm is Reed Richards. Yeah, the guy's name is Billy Campbell. If you look at him with a beard, he looks exactly like uh, Reed Richards. He's got like the beard. He's got like the gray sides. He'd, he'd be a good Reed Richards, and he's a good actor as well. Um, nice. I so mean, the thing could be anyone you want. John DiMaggio just be the thing, and have him be a CG creation. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do. I think he I think he could do the Yancey Street real well, guy. <laughs> just just have Bender be him. Uh, who would be Johnny? Who's um, a good Johnny? Who's an actor? Out there? Oh, hey, you know who I would cast? Uh, I saw Imperium just recently with Daniel Radcliffe. That was a Let good Daniel movie. Rad- that was a good it, movie. It was. Let Daniel Radcliffe be Johnny. I think he would actually do really well. He can have fun, and he's a good actor, and he's picked good roles. I'd have him or Dave Franco. Mm, oh yeah, Frank. Oh yeah, Dave Franco. That'd be a good one too. Actually, he's young. He's hip. He could capture that. I'm likable, but I'm also kind of a d bag too. Kind of thing. Yep. That's good. Well, hell, I mean, if we're casting, uh, what is it? Neighbors actors. Even uh, e- even the main guy in that I could see as a good Johnny. You Seth Rogen? No, no, no. The guy next to Seth Rogen. Oh, uh, yeah. Zac Efron. Zach Efron, yeah, I could even see Efron in the role, honestly. I'm surprised they haven't snatched Efron up for a superhero role yet. I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it is, too. I don't know who he's going to play, but he's going to play someone. Actually, that uh, that movie question is actually quite fitting. We were talking about Imperium because someone asked, what are some of the best movies you've seen this year? Not counting Civil War. That was Chase Berry who asked that, by the way. I, I liked Imperium. I liked um, Star Trek Beyond. I thought Star Trek Beyond was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Sausage Party just recently. Oh, what was that like? Sausage Party was hilarious and way smarter than a movie like that needed to be. I imagine that's a movie that's going to go over a lot of people's heads. And wow, I thought they were going to be subtle with the whole religious subtext like Sausage Party. I had read in reviews as a big middle finger to religion. They are not subtle about it. They they say right away what their intentions are. <laughs> that's great. Um, and, I- and yet more interesting than that, at the end, they don't let atheists off the hook either. They're like, look, atheists, the problem... The, the reason that uh, your style of thinking hasn't picked up yet is because you're being dicks about it. You need to be nicer about it. That's cool. That's cool. No, um, no one will ever change their minds getting yelled at. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's that's really deep for a movie about talking fucking food. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's going to be good is the, um, the David Brent office movie. Oh, really? That's a thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, Ricky Gervais is coming back as David Brent. Oh. It looks funny as fuck. Like, it, that awkward sort of funny mm. that, that The Office is. Uh, the trailers and clips that have been released look amazing, and I can't wait to go see that. 
Oh, uh, The Nice Guys was great. Yeah, oh my god, how have we not talked about that? That the movie nice was guys, amazing. One of the best buddy cop movies ever made in years. Written by the guy who defined buddy cop movies. Shane it's Black. true. That that dude still fucking has it all this time later. What a what what a champ, yo. Yep. What a champ. Um, a movie I know that only got a limited release in America is Hunt for the Wilder People. It's uh the guy who's directing Thor, his most recent oh, nice. film. It was a great film. It was about a kid who gets lost in the New Zealand uh uh, Bush with Sam Neill, and they think he's been kidnapped by the guy, and because the guy they think the guy's like a child molester, and it's like <laughs> it's like a comedy with all these like cops and SWAT coming after the kid, and the kid's like, oh fuck you guys, I'm just going into the forest. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, oh, also too, something that just came across my thing right now. It's not a question, but it's really nice, and I was sure to retweet it. Uh, Zero HP Cosplay did a nice little picture of you and me. You're dressed as a Superman. I'm dressed as Green Arrow in the Newark costumes. Thanks, man. Oh, awesome. Oh, that was uh, that was Jared uh, Jared Noble. He signed his oh, name. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jared. We cool. know you. <laughs> your, your 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 new uh, Twitter handle threw us off. But yeah, that is that is awesome. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, I guess that'll just about do it for fan questions. Uh, thank you all for that. We had a nice little conversation. We'll have to do this again in the future when uh, when the news is light. Yeah. I like getting a chance to do this one. Some questions were so good, I wish we had a chance to research them. <laughs> uh, so I guess with that out of the way, we can hop into what we read this week. This was a big week, and admittedly, I haven't even had a chance to read everything yet. I actually got ahead of a little bit of myself, and I've read like most of it. I still got a couple to go, but uh, I'm ahead of where I usually am this time of the week. That's good. I, I I've been busy. I had stuff. I've been running around trying to get shit in order for my New York trip in October. I had to go get some passport pictures taken. I also wanted to put in my taxes for last year because I don't know if you know this, Matt. New York is expensive. Oh yeah, I figured. <laughs> New York is fucking expensive. And I was trying to look for some travel packages there. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we got a whole travel package. You know, your breakfast will be comped and everything. And, you know, and you'll be a comfortable trip and all this other stuff. Yeah, but we're going to make you stay in New Jersey for a couple nights, though. <laughs> like, Which, like, hopefully you die there so you don't have to, we don't have to service you anymore. <laughs> yeah, really. Which, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's some nice parts of New Jersey, but this will be my first time going to the States in New York. I really don't want to have to commute from jersey into new york city uh keep that rape whistle handy <laughs> yeah yeah amongst other things you you know like in the old looney tunes cartoon where it's like yep we got a plucked chicken over here boys and then his vision turns and he turns into a plucked chicken that will be me <laughs> i mean you really do want to read on the news the next day where it's like you know chubby canadian youtuber found stabbed multiple times <laughs> with small amounts of crack sprinkled on it <laughs> Because that's just what happens in New York. I also couldn't help but think of like Homer when he talks about why he never went back to New York. I'll get chased <laughs> by a pimp. Yeah. I'll fall down a manhole cover. A seagull will take my pizza away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very frightened for New York people <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> but with that out of the way, Matt, I'll let you go first and talk about what you read this week. Uh, ooh, I had a big week this week. Um, obviously, we've got the first issue of Supergirl. Yes, uh, was apparently week. it's just like the TV show now. Yeah, yeah, they're sort of rebooting her into more in line with the TV show. She's working for the DEO. Uh, she with... has step-parents now that she never had before. Yep, yep, with her foster parents, um, Eliza and Nathaniel 
Danvers, I think their name are. Which it's like, wait, weren't you an adult before this, Supergirl? Weren't you living on your own? Now you have to have parents? What? Yeah, th- this is why this issue is real, because like they reference her crashing to Earth a couple of months ago. In so Sib- the entirety in of the new 52 was just a couple months ago. No, no. Well, that's like what I was weird. I don't know whether they're referencing like like her actually crashing there or like her crashing back to Earth from being in space because her last couple of issues in the New 52 were all set in space. But the thing right. is, she returned to Earth after that and it was at the end of that that we found out that she didn't have powers. So mm-hmm. kind of weird, weird place to put it. I'm just going to I'm just gonna say like, okay, yep, this is set just after her New 52 stuff. Cool. I, uh, I, want, I want the book to do good because it's Steve Orlando, who mm-hmm. we, of course, loved from his work on Midnighter and everything. But this book doesn't sound like it's for me. Well, yeah, th- this first book was like full of exposition and everything. But it had some really cool moments in it. Um, we got a Kryptonian villain. Um, nice. who turns into a werewolf. Oh, uh, yeah, I was hearing about that, Kryptonian werewolves, because apparently that's what red kryptonite does now. They've changed what red kryptonite yeah, does. Yeah, and I'm really happy. It's more like its original um, effects where it sort of affects the Kryptonian DNA and you get sort of uh, different monstrosities and everything, whereas in the New 52, it was like it creates like alternate realities in your head or some shit. Some really Didn't crappy they also stuff. create like translucent skin? They keep changing yeah. what red kryptonite does. I, I like it from like the Donner and, and uh, John's runs where it like changes your DNA and everything. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that um, makes sense. So yeah, it turns him into a werewolf and he got locked in the Phantom Zone because... Uh, he was Zor- a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, no, Zor-El couldn't find a cure for him. So they locked him in there because he was, you know, threatening people and whatnot. Zor-El, who we now know is like the new Cyborg Superman, right? Yeah, yeah, he's been noob cyborg Superman since the start of the New 52. Right. Uh, so, so they're carrying that over. And um, yeah, just sort of set up everything, gave her her identity of Cara Danvers uh, and said she's going to be living it with these two parents and everything, live a normal life while working for the DEO and everything. It was and a real he- exposition-heavy heavy book. And living in another city so she doesn't step on the toes of, like, the 40 super people who are flying <laughs> around Metropolis right now. Yeah. That's going to be another interesting thing, whether, like, Superman will actually turn up in this because it's not her Superman. Yeah. That'll be, yeah. like, an interesting dynamic between the two of them. Like, they know each other, but they don't. Maybe maybe it'll be, like, what they were doing with Old Man Logan and, like, Laura X-23, where it's like, look, I don't know you but back on my earth, I had a Supergirl. I had a I had a Kara, and you know she was basically like a daughter to me. And you know, let let me be a father figure to you now. Come on, come on. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Or or you might even be have another direction with Superman being like, no, I can't adopt a Supergirl right now. I got my own fucking kid. <laughs> He's a real dick about it. Look, I don't <laughs> I have time for you now. You know, <laughs> I can't deal with your little frou frou problems. I got my own kid, and I'm getting chased by the Eradicator. Yeah, yeah fucking Doomsday is destroying Metropolis again, man. <laughs> Which you know what? Superman being a dick to Supergirl would actually be very in line with like the Golden Age Superman and how he treated her. <laughs> you know those covers that those. Cl- Clickbait oh, yeah. covers. <laughs> totally. Well, true fact, everyone, in the most original version of Supergirl, when she crash landed on Earth, Superman made her go live in an orphanage because yeah. he couldn't deal with her. Yeah, yeah, he was a real dick. <laughs> oh, he was a fucking asshole. He's like, and also wear a wig or else people will know you're super. I can't have that. Now, where's yeah. Jimmy Olsen? <laughs> yeah, I need to steal his tears. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. Man, Golden Age Superman was a dick. <laughs> That's a book they need to write, Super Dickery, where it's just that version of Superman being a dick. 
uh, bite the bill, uh, bite the pillow, Billy. Superman's going in raw. <laughs> that type of Superman <laughs> who just does whatever he wants whenever he wants. <laughs> uh, speaking of new number ones in you war, I had Suicide Squad number one this week. I didn't bother to pick up any of these books. You know, they should really have called it Suicide Squad the movie number one because literally they could not have tried to draw more parallels between itself and the movie if they tried. And I know people are saying, oh, well, you never make fun of Marvel when they do that. Uh, A, yes, I do. B, Marvel never does it as clumsy as they do it. Yeah, they're book. not. They Usually it's like costume change here and there or a little thing. It's never like, look, this is they don't have Jeff Johns come out saying the movies aren't going to dictate the books and then yeah. announce the Suicide Squad that's just the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll, allow me to count the ways to you, Matt, that this makes reference to the movie. Uh, Bell Rev looks completely different now. It's no yeah. longer in the swamp. It's now on a swamp island, closer to making it look like how it does in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda Waller gets called the devil, which she never yep. was called the devil before the movie, and now everybody's doing it. Yep. It's the new hip thing. Everybody's doing it. Uh, same team from the movie, of course. Uh, Katana is Rick Flagg's second in command, uh, which they never bothered to explain because we just now got Rick Flagg back, but Katana joined the team before him in the Katana Most Wanted miniseries, but apparently they're best friends. <laughs> Ain't that some shit. Uh, Harley Quinn plays around on her phone, which yeah. again... You are a criminal in prison. Why do you have a phone? Why is no one going to take this phone away from you? Yep. Although they do get a funny joke in because uh, Waller blasts them into space as part of a Black Ops mission, and she's playing Pokemon Go on her phone out in space. Far out. (laughs) And she's like, oh, there's some good Pokemon up here. And I'm like, I bet there'd be some good Pokemon up there. Harley's right. (laughs) Uh, Killer Croc does not make a good uh, impression on his first mission. He starts puking when they go into space, and he almost drowns in his own puke in his space helmet. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Rick Flagg has to save him, which is actually a cool moment for Flagg because he's like, look, I lost one team already. I'm not going to lose another, even if they are a team full of degenerates. <laughs> and shockingly, that story was very short. That story was only like 11 minutes because we need a backup story, which I guess will continue through the other books now, where we can once again tell the origin of Deadshot. Oh, God, again? For those counting, this is no joke the fourth retelling now of Deadshot's origin story. We got one in the Villains Month issue. We got another one in Suicide Squad. Then we got the Deadshot Most Wanted book, and now we're hearing his origin for the fourth time. Yeah, he's going head for head with uh, Wonder Woman there for Origins. I know, right? This is even more hilarious because this new origin retcon stuff that happened in the Deadshot Most Wanted book, which only came out a couple months ago. (laughs) It's hilarious the shit they chose to retcon to. So in that book, you know, uh, Deadshot's origin goes back to the way it always was. He's the son of spoiled rich assholes. You know, he accidentally, you know, killed the brother he loved when aiming at the dad he hated. Uh, He had a daughter who's the only, you know, connection he has to being a good person and everything. In the Most Wanted book, though, his daughter's name was Su Chin. And I'm like, oh, okay, he has an Asian daughter now. Whatever, it's all cool. Uh, even though in the old 52, his daughter's name was Zoe Torres. And she was half white, half Hispanic. Now Waller says, oh, we've got your daughter, Zoe Lawton. And now she's all white. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Ain't that some shit where it's like, look, we need to change the story and make it more approachable. What do we do? Change the daughter's race. <laughs> 
people will relate to that more for some reason. <laughs> I mean, she's such an incidental character, so it's so hilarious that they went out of their way to do this. Now, that being said, that backup story had some absolutely amazing splash pages of Deadshot and Batman fighting and then later teaming up. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was Suicide Squad. Cool. Uh, I had Superman issue five. Yes, I had this one too. The end of this first arc, and what a freaking ending it was! It's pretty cool. We got Hellbat armor, which is such an awesome pull because Tomasi invented the Hellbat armor for his Batman and Robin series. He invented the Moonbase uh, Batcave for his, you know, when Batman had to get his son back, and now he brought it back here in his Superman book. What what a great bit of continuity! Yeah, I didn't know that. I I, I found that out after my review. I thought it was just like a cave Batman had, because you know Batman. Um, but yeah, I knew about the Hellbat armor and everything, but yeah, it the was... Batcave on the Batcave on the moon was actually a super forgettable Batman annual that Tomasi wrote, but now I think it's the coolest shit because it showed up in Superman. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's really cool. And I like, I like the reasoning why like they took him there because he'd been, cause Superman was sick of Batman on his world watching him. He decided to watch this Batman and see what this Batman was up to. And he I'm a spy built, on you. built a cave on the moon. <laughs> which was the perfect place to take him to fight the Eradicator. And how great is it that uh, Lois basically gets a Ripley aliens, get yeah. away from her, you bitch moment with the Eradicator. Yeah, that was awesome. And yeah, it was uh, what I thought was really interesting is that now that's now Superman has um, literally all the souls of Krypton inside mm -hmm. of him, which g gives a little bit more heft to that last son of Krypton uh, Monica he has. And yeah, mm -hmm. it was really cool. He has all the souls of Krypton and Crypto the dog inside of him. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty damn great. You figure, too, his his Kryptonian parents are inside of him, too. I wonder, can he, like, stop and talk to them? That'd be pretty cool. That'd so be like, hey, I, I need to take five to talk to these guys for a second. Hey, guys, <laughs> everyone come in close. Let's have a bull session. I need to talk this out. <laughs> Does that mean he has information now about Krypton that he might not have had before because he has all of them living inside him? Sky's the limit, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that, if they do anything with that. He could just let them go at the end of the next issue. Yeah, yeah, he could let them go to, like, maybe a death or maybe he'll try and bring them back because I know in the past, like, when Superman has had uh, either rumors or, or access to stuff with Krypton, he's gone sort of, like... Uh, like laser beam focus on getting yeah. that fixed and everything. So, do uh you you would know this better than me? Do we still have the uh the Candor jar? Is that still around anymore? Did they get rid of that? Oh, I can't remember honestly. Um, because I'm because I'm thinking if they didn't, maybe he'll put the souls in a jar and that'll be his like you know bottle city of Candor only with souls. It's possible they're doing something similar on Earth Two at the moment because um Fury on Earth Two has a box with the souls of all the dead amazonians in it oh jesus uh called the pandora's box um ah, fitting. so yeah she she's looking to like release them on the world so they can inhabit people and become amazonians again like a physical amazonian so maybe something like that might happen on earth one as well huh don't tell me uh, for the next arc of superman we're gonna do world of new krypton again <laughs> that'd actually be pretty cool I would be for it, honestly, because they've been hitting 100. Now it's Kryptonian ghosts infiltrating people's bodies, <laughs> and they form a new community called New Krypton. And it's on the other side of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Little Krypton. So yeah, that, that was a solid one. Uh, 
I read a Marvel book this week that I actually quite enjoyed. In fact, it was one of the few tie-ins to Civil War that I didn't think was a total waste of time, and that was The Fallen, number one. Yeah. Yeah, this was a one-shot like The Accused from last week. This was essentially the funeral and fallout of the death of the Hulk. Oh, cool. Uh, I, I saw it, and I was like, eh, I don't... all these like tie-ins have been kind of hit and miss, so I'm just going to stick with like Gods of War. Yeah. This, uh, this was definitely one of the better ones because you get to see everyone. You get to see Betty and Rick Jones. It's a Greg Pak book, so he brings back the freaking Warbound from Planet Hulk, and they hang out. Cool. Which begs the question, what the fuck have you been up to, Warbound, this whole time? You've just been living on Earth. What have you been doing? I just kicking it. Netflix. <laughs> Playing Xbox, eating pizza, you know, doing the Earth thing. It was pretty great. <laughs> Uh, Betty goes to see her dad in prison, too. This this book is funny because Greg Pak picks and chooses what continuity he wants to adhere to. So, yes, all all of Hulk's buddies lost their powers. They don't say it was Hulk and Doc Green that did it to them. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, General Ross is still in jail, as he was at the end of the Duggan run. And uh, they do imply that, yes, he will be getting his powers back later because he needs to be the Red Hulk in USA Avengers. Yep. But yeah, The Fallen was really cool. There's a great bit there where uh, Banner reads off his will via video, and I thought that was really nice. Cool. Sweet story, especially if you love Hulk and Hulk's characters. My favorite bit is Hulk uh, puts in his uh, in his will there, and to Rick, I give my Jimi Hendrix guitar. <laughs> where it's like, wait, the Hulk had a Jimi Hendrix guy? How did that happen? And he's I just bored one day in the lab, so I bought it on eBay. That's a story you I want shield funding. <laughs> <laughs> to buy to buy a Jimi Hendrix guitar. Even the Silver Surfer showed up to the Hulk's funeral. <laughs> and it was great because there was a bunch of people outside all pissed off at the Hulk. We were like, ah, oh, he destroyed our livelihoods. We're happy he's dead. And, you know, Silver Surfer comes down. He's like, calm thy tits, all people. I have the power cosmic. <laughs> and one of the powers of the cosmic is to put you at ease. So everyone be at ease now. <laughs> and that's what he did. But yeah, The Fallen is good. I can understand if no one wanted to read a lot of these Civil War II tie-ins, because a lot of them have kind of been sucky, but this was one of the good ones. Apparently the one-shots are the good ones. Yeah. Yeah, what uh, what else did you have, Matt? I'll uh, keep on with the Civil War stuff. I had Civil War II, Gods of War, issue three. Ah, that's on my pile. I'm sure it's good. I want to read it. Hercules' story has been so much fun. It is pretty cool. It's a rabid Hercules fighting the Avengers, and it's it goes as well as you think. Um, but it's actually really funny as well because like the Avengers rockets, like Spider-Man, uh, Captain America, Captain Marvel, and, um, uh, Gilgamesh is sort of telling them about it and, and Spider-Man was like, Hey, that's Gilgamesh. I forgot he existed. (laughs) So did everybody. Yeah. That's just like, yeah. About the gods of war. Everyone's kind of forgotten about him. Um, and, uh, they obviously can't see these new gods. So the new gods are like playing tricks on them and everything, pulling faces at them and everything. Uh, and the way they, they free Hercules from the control is that, uh, since he was an Avenger, he responds to Avengers assemble. So Captain America, uh, yells that and it, it, it gets rid of the, the control that he had on him because someone else that he's friends with called him and called him into action. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's, he's now an Avenger basically. Well, we know he's going to be an Avenger because yeah, yeah. we've already seen all new, all different Marvel now Avengers. Hercules is going to be on that team, which he's is gonna, cool. He's going to be on the all new, all different Avengers or just Avengers? Because I wasn't too sure which team he was going to be on. It's it's just called Avengers now, but Mark okay. Wade is still writing it. So there you go. Cool, cool. Yeah. And yeah, it was That'll, a pretty cool book. Cool. And 
It's cool seeing all the other all the other um uh gods of war like Be- Beowulf's my favorite. He's just yeah, some Beowulf. Irish dick. He's, he's and amazing. you and you know he's Irish because they write it in that phonetic Irishiness, yeah, so yeah. you know he is. Yeah. Laura, Laura, Laura. Someone put a bomb in me, potato. <laughs> oh no! I I am one of the oldest characters in fiction. <laughs> literally, literally, am I a hero or am I one of the oldest stories ever told? You decide. <laughs> But yeah, that uh, that one was good. Uh, what was another one I had this week? Oh, Batman number five. I mean, the end of Tom King's first run. That was pretty cool. Was it the end of the run? Not the end of the run, but the end of this first arc. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think it was. I thought, like, next issue was. But, well, this, uh, I mean, they're going to chop it up and sell it in trade now because it's been five. That's true. Also, too, I think we're going to get a breather issue in between because uh, after that, it's uh, the Monster Man event. Yeah, I think next issue is um, Gotham Girl Year One or something. Which I'm like, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, is she going to become another hero? Is she because by the end of this issue, it looked like Gotham actually died. Oh no, he he was dead. I'm almost certain he was dead. Yeah, yeah. I like the moment as well. I don't know whether it was just how like the scene was like drawn or set up, but it looked like the death of Superman scene with yeah. Lois holding uh, Clark and you know the background and the cape. But in this, it was it was uh, Batman. Heck, I didn't mention it in my review, but that little four-panel shot of Superman fighting Gotham was just like the four-panel shot of, like, robot suit Batman fighting Superman in The Dark Knight Returns. Yep. <laughs> Only with the positions reversed this time. <laughs> Man, how cool is that under Tom King, how much Batman has matured and grown for Batman to be like, I need help. Yeah, Justice I need to League, call, please the, come. call the Justice League. Get on the bat phone, Alfred. <laughs> Justice League, please come help me. I need help. <laughs> And it's good. I, I was kind of wondering, like, how is he planning on defeating these two Superman level beings mm-hmm. who are both insane and don't have weaknesses to kryptonite? Yeah, I know, right? Once you take that kryptonite away thing, you're fucked. But I think I think Tom King found an interesting way to explain their powers being like, look, uh, they sacrifice years of their lives in exchange yeah. for super abilities. They could be they could be heroes for two years, even though they know they're going to die, or they could be unto gods for moments at a time. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. The, the thing I didn't like about this issue, we didn't get to see like Psycho Pirate or Hugo Strange. I think because they're going to be the villains of Monster Men. Yeah, that's kind of like disappointing. We saw them like once last issue and then they, we haven't yeah. seen them at all. Yeah, I think they've set them up to be villains for uh, for Night of the Monster Men, which yeah. is fitting because Hugo Strange was the villain in the original Monster Men story. Yeah, so that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's going to be cool to see him back again. So yeah, Batman, Batman pretty solid. Well, also, like, how have we not talked about Alfred as Batman? Oh my god, that was the greatest thing ever. That was so good. <laughs> I love that in this comic, Alfred is sassy Alfred. He's smart-ass Alfred. Yeah, yeah. Unlike in every other Batman book where he's crying Alfred all Michael K. Oh, Master Bruce, why you gotta do that, Master Bruce? Here he's just like, oh, here's me again in the bat suit. Oh, yes, sir. But Master Thomas, I would love to be Bruce's ward. He's such a good child, yes. Hey, sir, I hope I get a raise. If you if you yeah, want well, me to don the bat suit again, give me a raise. Yeah, what you gotta think, man, what's, what's he paying him already? <laughs> For all the work Alfred does, how could you put a price on any of that? Yeah. I'm sure Batman finds a way, because Batman can do anything. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, Batman, Batman was pretty solid. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, I had uh, 
all-new Wolverine issue 11. Mm, heard great things about that one. That one's on my pile. I'm going to read that it's pretty soon. pretty cool. It, it was a, uh, a Civil War tie-in. Uh, Ulysses flashed on Wolverine killing Gabby. Uh, so S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain America and Agent Hill sort of come... Jump the gun. Yeah, they sort of like come to uh, Laura's apartment and we get a cool moment with like Captain America talking with Logan and everything because they had like, that sort of moment in Old Man Logan. Yeah. Um. So and so they talk again, and then shit goes south. So Gabby and Wolverine escape. Wolverine goes feral after getting shot a bunch of times with tranquilizers and kills Gabby. Oops. Yeah, because it, it was kind of a cool moment because he's gone like feral and he's like attacking Shield agents, and Gabby's trying to calm him down, but it, she doesn't realize that he's kind of gone feral and you can't really talk to him when he's gone feral. Mm-hmm. He didn't lose his nose though, which is good. Um. Geez, uh, geez, everybody, it's almost like Civil War II trying to stop these Ulysses predictions from happening makes them happen anyway or something. <laughs> I'm amazed no one in the superhero community has picked up on that one yet. <laughs> hey, guys, I think when we try and do something about the future, we make the future happen anyway. <laughs> Is the future hey, set hey, or we hey, may, Maybe Tony's right. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> nah, Tony can't possibly be right. Remember what he did in the last Civil War? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he drinks. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. <laughs> Anyone who drinks doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Look, all our greatest sports athletes were either drunk or on cocaine. <laughs> but not Tony, though. I mean, I guess from one Civil War thing to another, I basically said how I felt about Civil War Two: Amazing Spider-Man that they did. Yeah, I, I didn't read that one. I I was all for it in the last issue because they actually turned focus over to Clash, a reformed supervillain who was working for Spider-Man, who Ulysses said, oh, he's going to turn against you. Mm-hmm. And we see in this issue he dons the costume, but oh no, he doesn't do it to be a bad guy. He does it to fight crime and to help Spider-Man. And you think, oh, is he going to be the one guy who goes against you know Ulysses' prophecies and proves that it's all bunk and it's all bullshit and we make our own destiny? No, Spider-Man pushes the issue with him too hard and he ends up turning evil anyway. Oh. Uh. Again, again, so, it looks like these Ulysses things come true if we t- decide to fuck with them. <laughs> it it would have been fine, but Spider-Man, out of character, continued to push for no reason. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Everything would have been fine. He's like, oh, you did great there, Clayton. That's good. But we're still going to have to talk to the parole board about you and everything, and you can never work with Sonics again. You know that thing that you're an expert in? Yeah, we can, ne- we can never let you do that again. <laughs> but, 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 but I saved the day, though. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, but still, but still, yeah, no, no, can't, can't do it. It's like, look, man, we all fall off the wagon, man. You know, Tony Stark, uh, he can't drink anymore. And uh, Harry Osborn has to take pills so he doesn't go goblin crazy. And Clash gets all offended, like, oh, so I'm the same as an alcoholic or a crazy person now, huh? <laughs> and it's like, Jesus Christ, Peter Parker has bad bedside manner. He's bad at de-escalating situations. You think he'd be better at this, but he's not. <laughs> And yeah, that was uh, that was Civil War Spider-Man. Cool. Um, uh, Justice League issue three. I see. I didn't read that yet. I have been so turned off by that book. I am literally putting it off till last this week. So yeah, I, I liken that. I liken that it's an actual Justice League story, an event that that requires all the Justice League members to do something. Whereas usually it's like, oh, Brainiac is attacking. Just send Superman up there. He'll deal with yeah. it. Or is this one everyone is involved somehow? Uh, we got a little bit more about like 
what exactly these reapers and the kindred are and the kindred are like trying to protect the earth kind of but destroy it and it's really weird uh superman gets sent to the uh center of the earth to stop a device there but he's having trouble because of all the heat and pressure it's like right. the pressure of like 17 atmospheres or something and like like the rock before him superman must go to the center of the earth mm-hmm yep yeah, I like The Rock and Brendan Fraser and, <laughs> and all the other great heroes. <laughs> Jules Verne and everything. Yep. All the greatest heroes go to the center yeah, of they, the They all tried to stop this and failed, and now it's up to Superman. It's a job literally for Superman. But there, there's a really cool part on the Kent farm. Um, oh, that's the, good. The White Farm, where, where, where Jonathan offers Batman a cookie. Aww. He's like, hey, Batman, you want a cookie? And let me guess, Batman's like, no. Oh, something blows up before Batman can answer, so. <laughs> Batman has no time for cookies. <laughs> you know what? I used to love cookies until my parents were murdered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what ruined my, my fascination with cookies? My parents' death. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan's like, it's always, it's always about your parents' death, huh, isn't it? <laughs> Even on the old earth, Dad said, it always came back to that one way or another. <laughs> You just can't sing a different tune there, can you, Batman? <laughs> no, because my parents are dead. I used to sing lots of tunes. Yeah, you know, my parents' died. name was Martha. It was Martha. Uh, 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 and then Superman comes in. Oh, God, he's on the Martha thing again. Oh, no. Who, who triggered Batman? <laughs> Great. He's never going to stop now. <laughs> We're going to have to have a lot of calming music and gray ghost reruns to calm him down. Now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> He's just in the corner in the fetal position. Superman's like, "What the hell happened, Jonathan?" I don't know. I meant the, I mentioned Martha Washington, and he freaked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I talked about Mark Kent a little bit, and and he asked what her name was, and I said Martha, and he just fell down on the floor and started crying. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I don't know if this is funny or tragic. Let's just take a couple pictures and help him out. <laughs> hey, hey, let's Batman. Instagram this shit. <laughs> hey, Batman, you have your kryptonite. I have my fallback now. <laughs> <laughs> These pictures of you crying in the fetal position. <laughs> Oops. They did. Uh, oop, I hit the Instagram button by accident. <laughs> That's okay. I only have 60 million followers. It's all good. I'm sure nobody saw it. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely have to check that out. Justice League isn't my favorite, but it's not bad either. I mean, as I mentioned before, it's just it's just okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a book that was better than okay, though, was Nightwing number three. See, I, I've I've dropped Nightwing mainly because it's just I've just had too many books to read. It's a it's it's a good book. This one especially because this was a team up vehicle. Uh, Batgirl crossed over this week, and uh, the three of them had to steal a set of plans, a set of blueprints from a famous maze maker who was so afraid that one day an assassin would kill him, he turned his house into like a jigsaw style death trap. Cool. And so they all have to use their different skills and abilities to get through the murder house. Awesome. Yeah. And in the end, too, you know, Dick has to, like, go that final step to try and trick the owls into thinking he's one of them by, you know, faking a murder that didn't actually happen. And that pisses Batgirl off, saying, you know, you're you're in too deep, Dick. You know, you're uh, you're in too deep now and you can't come back. You, you've been jumping from one undercover mission to another. What's wrong with you, man? What are you hiding from? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, these, these are all pretty solid questions. Yeah. Yeah, but that uh, that one was good. Uh, what else did you have? Um, let's see. I had uh, Poe Dameron issue five. 
Oh yes, is this the last issue now? No, I think this is an ongoing issue. This oh is really? An oh, series. oh, it's an ongoing series. Shit, awesome. Yeah, um, they're still trapped in the uh the space prison on the planet that has no gravity, um, and they it was pretty cool because it was like half Poe Dameron sort of sorting out stuff with Agent Terex and half BB-8 leading a mission of astromech droids uh, through the station above the planet uh, to sort of help get them off the planet. Uh, it reminded me of that Clone Wars episode where R2 was part of a a squad of uh, uh, astromechs that infiltrated a Trade Federation ship or something. Really, really cool. And uh, we got a little bit more about Terex this issue. We found out that before he joined the First Order, he was some type of crime lord. Um, oh, shit. So he has like a lot of pull in this prison and he actually instigates a riot because he's, he has no intention of breaking out that hut. He plans to like kill all of the hut's men and Poe and everything and then extract the information from the guy and kill him. Oh, he's like that dude from The Witcher who went from being a crime boss to being a spy master. Yeah, yeah. I like The Witcher. I'm I'm still not done The Witcher 3 yet because it's such a huge game, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not done the new DLC yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. They had huge-ass DLCs, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll just lightning round my last couple books because I'm not done yet. I had Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Story continues to be great. Love to see all these characters back together again. Ooh, I wish the art was better, though. Yeah. The art's unfortunate. They do that really cartoony, overexpressive style, which does not match this very, very, uh, like, more serious story that they're telling. Yeah, that sucks when that happens. Definitely. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist was great. This is actually a tie-in that I enjoyed, mainly because Luke and Danny say, screw this stupid Civil War 2, we don't want to play anymore. <laughs> but then Danny gets arrested and sent to jail for a crime he didn't commit, so Luke, likes, so Luke is all like, fuck, okay, Carol, help me now. <laughs> uh, Green Arrow number five was great again this was the end of this first arc uh, yep. Ollie defeats the eighth uh, oh well you read this one too didn't you yeah yeah okay well, well then I'll let you take this one then oh yeah yeah so he defeats the um, oh, what do they call the inferno or burned eighth or something circle. yeah the eighth circle and there's there's much tiers of villains there's <laughs> yeah. the eighth circle which is the criminal bank their foot soldiers are the burned man they are <laughs> aboard the inferno <laughs> Uh, which goes out to see this issue, and uh, when Ollie uh, decides to destroy it and like defeat the bad guys, he actually ends up on an island again. Another one, and he's like, "Fuck irony." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Well, fucking sick of this shit." In a in a nice bit too, I like that the big uh, like thrust point of this issue was Ollie being like, "Look, if I defeat the Ninth Circle, that'll be great and everything. I'll get rid of their money and break their power." Oh, but shit, this is all my money too cuz Broderick, my yep. CEO, you know, is part of them. So if I blow up this ship, it means I will be poor from here on out. <laughs> and he's like, "Eh, why not? It's going to be a lot of stovetop ramen from here on out." <laughs> Shit, even Diggle won me over in this issue where he's like, okay, look, I went all Scooby-Doo style and stole a costume, and now I'm just going <laughs> to sit in on the meeting. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do. And uh, Imiko had her big turn back yeah. to the good side, which, I mean, yeah. we all knew she was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they played it just enough to be like, wait, is she is she really working with her mother? Is she playing both sides of the fence? What's she doing here? Yeah, they made it pretty convincing. Yeah, they did. That was some good stuff. And we kind of got to see, like, the new green arrow family all fight together side by side black canary green arrow diggle and imiko yeah that was great it's great having black black canary back 
it is. And like, it's like, I'm, I loved it. And I'm also a stickler too. I'm like, you know what would have made this better if, uh, if Connor Hawk and, uh, Mia and, uh, and Roy were here. Yeah. If, if Roy like came in, he's like, fuck this trucker cap and like throws it into like a fire. And that would be the best thing. And he ever. just like suddenly has his robotic arm for some reason. And no, 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 he doesn't need the arm. <laughs> you no, know, would be amazing though. He's like, Hey Ollie, I came to help. Then he throws his trucker cap at Dante defeating him. <laughs> dropping him over yeah. the side. He uses the trucker cap as like a batarang type thing. Oh my God. See, that, that was the whole point like, of it. <laughs> that would make me like the trucker cap. I would be fine with the trucker cap. If that's how they decided he just throws it and at then, people. Then he uses those shitty glasses and he breaks the the the, the eyes off of him and stabs him into a guy and <laughs> love it. And somewhere just you know the villain's like, who throws a hat? Seriously, who throws a hat? <laughs> I throw a hat. Je- no one expects Roy- the hat. Jeez, <laughs> no, Roy on drugs again. It doesn't matter. <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but Green Arrow was pretty tight. Uh, again, I'm just lightning through mine, so you can finish yours there, Matt. Aquaman was pretty cool. It we was. got to see. Oh, you oh you read that one too? Awesome. Yep. It was Aquaman wrecking shit and then telling Mera not to kill people. And... That was great. They mess up the entire U.S. military in one issue. Yeah, I, I, I love how Aquaman is like, "Damn it, Mera, stop killing people." And, and she's like, like saving, "No, don't." Saving helicopters from falling and everything. <laughs> And I love, too, they're having, like, a married couple fight while yeah. they're doing all this. Where it's like, look, maybe we should carry or call off our land engagement now if you're going to be this way. <laughs> and and then, then at the end, Mera's, like, destroying it. And he's like, hey, Mera, just, just stop for a minute. And, it, like, Superman's there. And he's, he's waiting guys. for us. <laughs> which makes, which I, I really am wondering where they're going to go with that. Because they sort of imply that, like, the government called in Superman to help out. Yeah, I, I could see, like, maybe, maybe that happened or maybe superman so ah fucking arthur's wrecking shit again better go down i I hope that's the way they go to where he's like look i'm superman i don't know if you know me or anything but you know on my earth i had an aquaman and we were good friends and because of that i want to help you against the military because they were sort of implying a dark knight return superman tool of the government like what's that uncle sam you need me to defend freedom (laughs) (laughs) i'm on it (laughs) What's this I hear, Aquaman, about you fucking over the apple pies? Well, not on my watch, mister. <laughs> what, what what did he say about baseball? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not on my watch, he won't. And then later that day, Superman built a wall around Atlantis. <laughs> Here, Atlantis, all... you belong in Russia with the commies. <laughs> Superman, he's like, no, I thought it wouldn't make it around Atlantis. Now I just built a wall around the entire ocean. (laughs) Gee, Superman, that's a lot of land to cover. I know, but I'm Superman. I can do it. (laughs) But but how are any of us supposed to get to the ocean now? Superman didn't think that far. (laughs) Superman just did it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Aquaman's been really cool. I I like this socio-political stuff they're doing with Aquaman. There's a great bit... Where, like, the shitty general is like, well, well, can we shoot someone who's on the Justice League? What will that be in PR? Oh, he's the fish guy. You can shoot the fish guy. <laughs> we couldn't shoot the Boy Scout or the Amazon, but we can shoot the fish guy. <laughs> uh, that was solid stuff. 
Uh, again, just the last couple trying to work my way through. Uncanny Avengers, great ending to this Pimtron arc. I know you haven't been reading Uncanny Avengers there, Matt. You would enjoy this one. It, now, is this the, like like the, the Pimtron and everything? Is that like follow on from that that uh that graphic novel? Yeah, that graphic great. novel that came out. Yes, it does. It is the yeah. direct continuation of that. That's pretty cool. I didn't think that graphic novel was kind of incontinuate. I thought it was just like because it was a released as a graphic novel and not issues. I thought neither, it was just like a neither in- did anyone else until now. The only other comic that made reference to Rage of Ultron was Ant Man from a while ago. That's cool that they're doing that. I love the new Pimtron, the Pim uh, Ultron fusion, who is super evil and super powerful. In yeah, fact, I, I saw pictures of that. It looks really cool. He's amazing. They have like a two-face thing going on where he's like one side Ultron, one side Pim. And they have to call in everyone in the superhero community to defeat him. Carol shows up and Alpha Flight shows up and freaking all the other Avengers. It's great. Cool. And, and it's funny, too, where it's like, hey, look at all these heroes, uh, you know, cooperating and getting along. Isn't that amazing? Oh, this story takes place before Civil War Two. Nice. <laughs> I'll be damned. Uh, Mighty Thor, number 10. Again, amazing issue this week, and it's not connected to Civil War Two at all. <laughs> awesome. Yep, and, uh, and and that's me. That's everything I've lightning round. Anything else you wanted to talk about there, Matt? Um, Last week, did we talk about Wonder Woman issue 4? No, no, we didn't. I got to that one this week, and it was pretty cool. It was, it was that year one storyline again. It's um, it's pretty amazing how they more or less got the entirety of Wonder Woman's origin in a single issue. It, it is. It it's it's amazing. This issue was really cool, uh, with Steve Trevor sort of spending time on Themyscira before mm-hmm. he, he spends only a little bit of time before they leave at the end of this issue, and Wonder Woman gets her costume, and yep. I, I like the way that she's chosen as well. How she oh, yeah. had, how they have that fight that that arena fight and then none the, of the, the bullets and bracelets tournament yeah, yeah none none of them could um uh, deflect the bullets off the blade bracelets but Diana she could. could and did you see we got the origin as well for the for the uh the invisible jet as well yep it had scales on it it had magic yeah, scales and on it's it. the jet that crashed that brought Steve Trevor there that might be the best answer for the invisible jet I've ever heard in anything. I thought I, I like saw I didn't see that the first time, but when I read it again just before I reviewed it, I like holy crap! That's literally the origin of the invisible jet. That's really cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it kind of makes sense because like when I read it first, I'm like, how how do like Amazons know how to make jets, but they don't understand guns? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And then Although, I'm like, oh, I get it now. It's the jet that brought Steve Trevor there. They just kind of fixed it up and. They are fast learners, though, which I like. It's like, this is a gat. We now bust caps and asses. We learned how they work. I, 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 I'm, it would be really cool if, like, now um, Hippolyta's, like, she now has a gun and just, like, uses it for everything. So, like, like Homer, use it to turn off the lights and, like, shoot the TV and everything. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, just like that. Because, again, in the original, original Wonder Woman story, it was the bullets and bracelets tournament, but they did away with that in other versions because it's like, how would the Amazons get their hands on guns? Yep. So they recreated the original thing in this, and I love that they managed to do that. Yeah, it, it's a great origin. It really setting things out now properly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. It was, it was really, really good stuff. Can't wait to see what they do next with that book. Yeah. Uh, was that it? Was that all you had to talk about? Yeah, I've still got comics to review. I haven't read any of them, but yeah. I know. These weeks are getting bigger and bigger now, and they keep adding more DC yep. Rebirth titles. It's nuts, I tell you. Uh-huh. 
That being said, I think people can't complain. I think we give them a very meaty show. We answered their questions. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, I know I enjoyed doing it. Uh, anything to impart on the mat? Anything you got coming up you want to talk about? Uh, not really, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's business as usual. I'll be doing all the regular reviews. Be sure to keep your eyes peeled out in the next little bit. I'll have a new super suit coming out over at the NerdSync channel in the next couple days, probably. Maybe by the time this video is up, who knows? Um, I want to do another required reading. Like I said, I have stuff written, so I'll be working on that. Oh, also, uh, I will be going to Fan Expo now, I've decided. I just don't know what day yet. Awesome. I still, I still don't know what day yet, but I will keep you posted. And also, I won't be pressed, so wait to see me in line with the rest of you. <laughs> I didn't get whisked in the back through the secret entrance. <laughs> it, it's funny, someone told me there, it's like, well, wait, they've known you from the last couple of years, right? I'm like, yep. Yeah. How about you just show up and make a stink and be like, hey, where's my badge? I've been pressed for the last two years. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, like like walk in with like the cover over your head and like, no photos, please, no photos. Just, you know, just walk back there, pretend you're really important, and then people will believe you're important. You know, I actually heard something from that, uh, from a friend who works in a TV studio, says if if you, you, you're not somewhere where you're supposed to be, always take a bucket with you, and say the person in said broom or said area needs this bucket stat, and they'll let That's you true. through. No one ever questions a bucket. It's like the wear a lab coat and have a clipboard, and everyone will assume you're a doctor. Yep, <laughs> just take a bucket wherever you go. Yep, that's that's totally what it is. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So yeah, I mean, as always, be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, check Matt out on Fortress of Solitude. Be sure to, you know, check us out on Facebook and everything. In fact, I've been going out of my way to make sure uh, just about everything I do heads up on Facebook now. There's some cool videos over there. Be sure to support us. That was weird. Did it do it again? <laughs> It did. It fucking did. Okay, let's okay. Start up and we'll just end this goddamn show. Alright, it, it started. <laughs> okay. God damn it, Mad. Friggin' this this was just the show from hell, wasn't it? <laughs> you people are lucky you got anything this week. Uh <laughs> Skype and the internet and the powers that be are being bullshit. And the, and the worst part is Matt was recording this show this week because my OBS shit the bed for some reason. <laughs> yes, yeah, so now I have like three or four files to edit together. <laughs> thank you, Matt. And also thank you, thank him for timestamps and all the other good stuff. What I was trying to say is if you want to download the show, check it out on Podbean. We've been doing good over there. Thank you, everyone who supported us. We love you a lot for all the work you're doing. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to put this show to an end now so I can go have a goddamn aneurysm over technical trouble. So bye-bye, everybody. See ya.